Welcome to More Than Words, a podcast about treating the whole child brought to you by the Reading and Language Learning Center. I'm your host, Tristan, and today I'm joined by speech-language pathologist Danae Sullivan to discuss going back to school with dyslexia. Hi, Danae. How are you? Good, Tristan. Happy to have you here. This is going to be a fun time. So go ahead and just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so my name is Danae Sullivan, and as you said, I'm a speech-language pathologist. I work for the Reading and Language Learning Center. Fantastic. If you're looking to find Danae anywhere, she's on our website, so if you just hop over to readingllcenter.com, you'll be able to find her there, and you can read her little bio and reach out to us if you want to work with her. So anyway, let's hop right into the questions. So first and foremost, it's back-to-school season. So I'm sure parents are looking for like all the things to know how to prepare their kid for going back to school. So what are those things? What should parents do to prepare their kids for going back to school? Yeah, so there's a lot of different things that parents can get going, um, especially in the week before school gets started back up again. Um, It's really important to reestablish nighttime and morning routines. During the summer, we tend to get more relaxed, stay up later, sleep in. Um, But you want to make sure that your kids are ready to go early in the morning (laughs) on that first day of school. And it's not, you know, a super big rush trying to get out of the door um, that first week. Yeah. It can also be a really good thing to get a student's study space at home ready to go before school starts. That way, when they start having homework, they already have a space set up that they have all of their materials, Um, You want to make sure that this area is not in like a heavily trafficked area of your home so that they have minimal distractions Um, and then really just has everything that they need so they can get their homework done and they don't have to go looking for everything, making homework take longer than it needs to, and they can just get it done and move on. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And should your kids be like involved in any of that, setting that space up? Of course. Um, One of the best ways to get your kids excited about going back to school is really involving them in preparing to go back to school. Take them with you when you go shopping for school supplies so they can be excited about all of the new things that they get to use and have them decide, oh, what am I going to need to use in this study space? So what do I need so that I can really get my homework done? Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's cool to remind parents of that because I feel like parents are just like, well, I got to get it done. And so they'll prepare the whole space themselves. But it's a like good tip for kids to, you know, have that ownership of their own space. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that reminder. And then that first week going back or not the first week, do, do sometimes schools have like a thing before going back to school? Yeah, a lot of schools have a back to school night. Um it's either maybe the week before or just a couple nights before where you can go and meet your students' new teachers, see the classroom, get them acquainted um, with where they're going to be spending the next <laughs> nine to 10 months. And right. um, it can be really good to make those connections with your child's teacher, especially since you don't know them, they don't know you. And you can you know, make that first connection face-to-face, which yeah. is really important. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, perfect. So- We're getting that good sleep, have the study space, and, you know, involve everyone in all the fun things. So going to children with dyslexia, obviously, like, 
learning differently might mean that you have to prepare differently to go back to school. Would you say that's the case? And if so, what should they do? Definitely. Um, one thing that would be important is to make sure that your student knows what they need in order to be successful. Um, it's really important that, that children understand why they need the accommodations that they need so that when someone asks, well, why do you get this? They're able to say, well, I need this because I learn differently and this is what I need so that I can be successful at school. Right. Um, you also have to make sure that um, along the same lines, it's a new school year. So things are gonna be a lot harder for students. And so maybe they didn't need those accommodations last year as much, especially when they got to the end of the year. So it's good to have a conversation reminding them like, these are the things that you might need if things start getting really tough because it's a new school year and you're in a new grade. So you've got a bunch of new things to learn. Right. And we had talked about like positive talk on an episode um, previously. And would you say that's a good thing to like start instilling before the school year? Absolutely. Um, as the new school year starts, you know, there's going to be new kids that don't know them. It's also going to be introduced to a lot of different topics that they haven't covered before. Right. And so things are going to get can get really hard really fast. And so it's important that you you talk with your children and make sure that they understand, you know, it's not that I'm stupid. It's not that I'm slow. It's that things are different for me and I am doing the best that I can. And that's what's important. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. So on the same vein, in, in terms of like preparing differently, do children with dyslexia normally need like different school supplies that like might not be on a regular school supply list? So mostly you're going to find the same school supplies that they're going to need as every other student. Right. Um, but at the beginning of the year, it could be a really good thing to talk with your teacher um, to see what kind of books they're going to be using within the classroom. And so maybe you can go ahead with the older students and start finding audiobook versions of these books so that as they're reading them in class, they can also be using the audiobook version in order to strengthen not only the reading skills, but also helping with that comprehension to make sure that whenever they have to do assignments based on the content, they actually know what the book is about. Right. And for younger students, you, you can kind of do the same thing. Talk to your teacher about, are there really any important books that you'll be using for units, you know, kind of in the first couple of weeks? And you could maybe buy the book and read it at home so it becomes a more familiar read. Yeah. And so the student is less concerned about being able to um, decode everything in that book and can be more concerned about, oh, I know what's going on in this story and I can answer the questions and really have um, good confidence going in um, to those units. Yeah, that's great advice. Sometimes I would, I don't have dyslexia, but even sometimes I wish I had had <laughs> books beforehand when I was a kid in school. <laughs> um, so we talk, we've talked on the podcast about like teaching students like self-advocacy before they go into the school year so they can like you said before um, express what they need and why they need it so how would you tell a parent to teach their child that self-advocacy and so it's really two different parts you know the first part is preparing a student so that they can try to self-advocate 
for themselves within the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to teach them the language of self-advocacy so that they have phrases that are ready to go so that they don't have to kind of fumble through it and try to think of, oh, how do I get this teacher to understand that I'm, I'm really struggling right, right now because I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Um, so you can give them easy phrases like, I don't understand X. Can we talk through this together? That way they could, you know, just fill in that little part of, I don't understand this worksheet. Can we talk through this together? Um, That way the teacher knows that they're not just trying to get someone to do it for them or not trying, but that they've looked at it, they don't get it, and they're trying to come up with a solution on their own. And they just need the teacher to help them with that. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, you know, as school starts, um, there could be situations that really frustrate your child. Um, and, you know, that can create, you know, problem behaviors, things like that, if they get far enough along. And so it can be really important when something at the school starts to really frustrate your child to really kind of investigate and help them figure out what exactly is frustrating them, whether it's because um, the teacher doesn't explain directions in a way that they understand it, or maybe doesn't read the directions out loud and they're expected to read the directions themselves so they don't know what they're doing. Or maybe they get frustrated because they have to do something differently all the time and other students notice it. Mm. And that difference can make them feel uncomfortable. Um, but a child may not, you know, have the awareness to understand this is why I'm frustrated. So this is what I need help with. Right. And so if you investigate it with them, then you can problem solve together on how they can fix it when it arises at school again, whether it's talking to the teacher about it mm-hmm. whenever they don't understand the directions or, you know, talking through with them like, yes, you know, other students might do something differently, but we all learn differently. So that's okay. And you can just tell them, this is what I need to do so that I can learn and be successful. Right. Oh, that's great advice. I think sometimes kids just say like, they do get a little bit shy and they don't know how to tell their friends or their teachers, like, this is kind of what's happening. Um, So thank you for sharing that. So next thing is after school starts. So that first week of school, what should parents be doing? Do they need to be like sharing info with their child's teacher? Do they need to be asking teacher questions, you know, all that stuff? They should absolutely be talking to their teachers about um, how their student learns and the difficulties that we've already identified that their student has. Um, So, you know, sharing the diagnosis with the teachers, maybe talking to them about, you know, these are the interventions we already have for our student that we do after school. And so if you're able to implement some of these things in the classroom, they're going to be more successful. Um, Overall, teachers will be better equipped to help and accommodate a student with dyslexia if they know about it. If they don't know about it, then it could go weeks and the teacher could think, wow, this student really struggles with reading. I don't know what to do when the parents are already aware of that and are already working on it. And so we want to make sure everyone can be a team together right off the bat. Yeah. And in terms of like more, what's the word, like rigid accommodations, teachers need to be made aware of that like first thing, right? 
Yes. Um, if your student has an IEP or a 504 plan, you want to make sure that your teacher is aware of that because, you know, beginning of the year, a teacher has a lot of students, things can get lost in the shuffle. And so you want to make sure that they know, yes, this student has some mandated accommodations. Right. So I need to be aware of those and yeah. make sure that I'm doing those as we start the school year. Awesome. And my, this is my last question for you, but what's your number one piece of advice for all parents with children going back to school? Yeah, I, I think the best advice is just being patient with your child. Um, the start of the school year is a, a lot for students. They have new teachers, there's new classmates, they've got a whole bunch of new things to learn. And so just all of that is just so much new. Right. to get used to. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, your child has the time and the space to decompress when they get home because they went from summer where they have all this free time to do what they want and to really play. And now they're at school for eight or nine hours a day. And that's a lot to change into and just making sure they have some time to just be a kid for a little bit before they have to start doing homework yeah. or any kind of extra work that they should be working on. Um, just, yeah, just giving them a moment right. before you start um, expecting more out of them. Right. That's fantastic advice. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was wonderful to chat about. And I feel like even if parents have like heard some of this before, it's like a great reminder because I think we all get caught up in, getting things done to be prepared to, you know, do the next thing we have to do. But it's good to be reminded to be patient and to communicate, like, the needs that we all have um, as we start something new. So thank you so much for being here. Of course. And as a reminder to all of our listeners, make sure to um, subscribe and leave us a little rating and review so other people can find the show. And we'll chat with you next time.